Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Puckle TCG Cast, episode 45! I am your host, Lord Yashiro, and... Welcome in. It's been a great few weeks in Pokemon. Lots of good tournaments. Amazing plays. It's been great, great. So, but I'm not coming here to talk alone with you guys. I bring none other than the best. And honestly, some say that there's no control button on his computer because he is always in control. It is Gator Maximus. Woo. Hey, everybody. How you guys been? I finally get you back. You've been so busy, but there's been good reason as to why you've been busy, and we will get to that on the topic. <laughs> but before that, is there anything else you've been doing in Pokemon or anything else you've been up to? Uh, I've been debating with myself when I want to pull the trigger on buying singles for Ultra Prism. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Did you hear the, how how high the Cynthias are, Full Art Cynthias? Where are they at now? Uh, it's at 50 bucks, the, uh, and 40 packs. Uh, well, see, the thing is, though, like, that's actually down from when the last I saw it, because pre-release weekends, it was an $80 card on pre-release weekends, (gasps) which is why I tell you guys not to buy cards until the set settles. That's why I'm debating with myself right now about (laughs) when to buy. No, Um, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy how expensive. I was telling on, uh, saying on the stream that exactly that, it's like, there's just no reason other than hype as to why these cards are so expensive right now, because they have not been proven in the battlefield, as they say. Well, so Cynthia it's... has a couple of factors going for it. One, the last time a card like this was in format was Professor Oak's New Theory, mm, um, yeah. and it was released at a, same, a similar time where we had it in the format, and we had Professor Juniper, which is effectively Professor Sycamore, yeah. um, and it was an automatic include in every deck back then, too, so... I feel like for a lot of people that gives it the 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 push it needs to automatically make it best card in the set. You know, I wasn't here for the set review, but that would definitely be, you know, my five out of five super effective card for the yeah. set would be Cynthia. Um yeah. 
I'm pretty sure. And... In fact, which leads me to my my next question. Uh, but uh, I I believe I gave it a super effective. I just don't overall. I I think we did give it a super effective. I think they were pretty. Uh, the other guys were negative because it's like, well, we still have N, uh, in the in the in the meta. But I'm like, yeah, but this is. You know, it, well, I don't the know. problem with that is ends only good in the beginning of the game, or if you're running a deck where your opponent's taking early prizes. Yeah. If you're a very yeah, aggressive right. deck and you're taking the early prizes, then your ends become less and less effective in your deck. Yeah. Um, there's also decks that have a lot of pieces that they don't want to throw away with a sycamore, and they're not guaranteed off of an end because oftentimes you don't want to refresh your opponent's hand either. If they're down to three cards in hand and they've got six prizes, you don't really want to end them. Exactly. Um, so it's such a situational card to use in that I think the automatic inclusion of Cynthia, plus a thicker line of draw supporters, never hurt any deck. None. Said no one ever. Uh, I mean, said everyone ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but which lets me, you weren't here for the uh, set review, and we're much interested on in your overall review for that show. So mostly the feeling here was we gave it a 7 out of 10. What, what is your take? Um, for the entire set, I would probably give it a about on par with Guardians Rising for in terms of impact on the meta. Mm. Um, you have a card that's an automatic inclusion in just about every deck. You've got a lot of interesting attacking Pokemon. Um, I think that you're going to see a lot of deck archetypes come up like Burning Shadows had, where you had Galissapod come out of that deck, or out of that set rather. You had Gardevoir come out of that set. Um, so I think that it leaves up a lot of options and I think we're going to talk later about some of the cards we're going to see decks made out of this set, but I would definitely say that it's probably anywhere between like, uh, yeah, I think seven out of 10 would yeah. be seven to eight. Yeah. That, that's where I was standing to, uh, uh, seven out of 10. It, it is, it has very meta potential meta changing cards, but not all the set was that like that. Um, and we had terrible, like the fossils are back once again. Well, they never left. Uh, but well, the terrible. This, this mechanic is definitely better. And, you know, everybody was kind of hating on the fossils, which is kind of popular to do. But I think <laughs> this is the right direction to go for fossils. Um, this just opens up a lot more opportunities than some weird shenanigans of drawing off the bottom of the deck and having to play a certain card to be able to search out fossils. And but no, do you, I think do you think anything, that they're there yet, strong. though? Oh, they're definitely not there yet, no. but I mean that Rampardos for three energy being able to just KO a basic. Um, oh yeah, that's definitely. I'm interested in that and expanded with Maxi uh, <laughs> for sure. Yes, I thought about that so. too. That should be pretty interesting. Um, but let's go ahead. That's definitely the beginning. So let's go ahead and move on to the next issue, which is the news. So let's go ahead and drop it. <laughs> And we are back with the news, and uh, there's lots of news going around about the new set that has been announced, and that is, of course, Forbidden Light. Pretty cool name for a TCG uh, set, I must say. Uh, it will feature Pokemon like Greninja GX, uh, and I don't think we need to mention any other, because that's pretty <laughs> much enough. <laughs> Alternate typings of really good cards that we have now. Mm -hmm. Um there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Forbidden Light that's yeah. and some supporters and cards that are being leaked as we speak. Um, there was a tournament over in Japan, and somebody got a picture of a promotional poster that they put up that has a lot of cards in it, and that's where we get the news of Greninja GX. Yeah. So, 
this is yeah this is starting to get hype again it is exciting and and, it, and it's great how man they haven't missed a beat since evolution they've been really trying to make up for it um and so far the whole sun and moon sets uh, it has ups and downs, but it's been very, very good so far. Don't, I mean, I'd, at least I'd that's say my Crimson opinion. Invasion wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Oh well, no, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's almost our evolutions for this year. It, was... it wasn't as bad as Evolutions, though. Evolution was no, a huge no, disappointment. No. <laughs> it was um, great for collectors, though. It, it, it definitely it was. <laughs> it definitely was. It was definitely a cash grab uh, for. Uh, to bring back those Pokemon Go new players that were hyped. So, um, but that was then and this is now. And Forbidden Light will be arriving soon. And of course, we will be talking more about it as the time comes, as well as expect our review as well. Now, moving on to the next news is venues for Worlds and North America International Championship has been announced. Now, the TPCI has announced the location for the Worlds 2008 venue, uh, which is... Uh, which will be held at the Music City Center in Nashville, where legends go, Tennessee. From August 24th to the 16th, the venue is a new convention center built in 2013. Um, The company also announced that the Greater Columbus Convention Center will be once again hosting the North American International Championships. The event will take place in Columbus, Ohio from July 6th to July 8th, which is always fun to hear because that's where one of our... uh, at least my f- first PuckleCon was was when they it was held in 2016. It was 2016, right? Yeah, 2016 yes. uh, at Ohio Columbus. So uh, those are that. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, as I've been saying, uh, the, sh- the the TCG has been bigger and bigger, and it keeps climbing and keeps getting better. And Pokemon yeah, has just but... a lot on its table. Go ahead. There's a problem. What's the problem? Um, Taylor Swift is the problem. Uh oh! Don't tell me. So both of those weekends, the uh, uh, apparently Nashville weekend and Columbus weekend, are Taylor Swift concerts in town. So people have already been booking hotel rooms. So if you're interested in going to the North American International Championships or spectating for Worlds, I would get your hotel now because Taylor Swift is ruining your life, um, and you just can't shake it off. No, don't. Uh, but you know what? Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. So <laughs> we just have to continue on and move on. And uh, hey, best case scenario, uh, you can go. You guys can go see uh, Taylor Swift after <laughs> the show. Swizzle, as I like to refer to her. <laughs> Indeed. Now uh, we've talked a, uh, a bit about Forbidden Light and also about the new venues. Uh, there is a few rumors going on with Ultra Prism that I uh, I just heard because uh, our boy Gator here is uh, more in touch with the ground level of Pokemon uh, at, at the tournaments and stuff. So please, Gator, take it away. Well, there's been some rumors going around that the halting of Ultra Prism printing. Um, so apparently, some distributors have been talking about it, and apparently, Pokemon is not printing and sending out new sets of Ultra Prism. Now, this could be for a few reasons. It could be because there's a lot of reporting of errors on full art cards that are coming out. Um, There's also the errata that had to be issued for Cyrus. Mm -hmm. um, And that needs to be fixed as well. Um, Apparently, they're still producing ETVs and, uh, um, you know, your pin collections and that kind of stuff. 
but it's the booster box printing that's been affected. Now, of course, this is all rumor and innuendo as it is, and Pokemon, I don't see them not continuing to print for the set, but you might see a rise in booster box prices because of this rumor going around. Yep, and rise on those cards from Ultra Prism. So, best case scenario, do not buy right now and wait till the... um... The dra- well, you shouldn't the buy drought. right now anyway until uh, set release is yeah. official. Like, give it some time. Um, this weekend is St. Louis, I believe. Yeah. So we uh, have our first tournament in the format. So we'll see, like, which cards do better, which ones do worse. Um, you always have a lot of questions, but a tournament answers a lot of questions. So yeah. we'll see where it goes there. Perfect. And that's it for the news, guys, but we do have a little bit of uh, internal news, housekeeping, as Thatch likes to call it. Um, and that lies in, first of all, the contest. This is the last push for the contest of the cut segment cutters, guys. I've received some of you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. You still have two weeks. The competition ends the 28th of February. Uh, that will take the month of March to listen to every single one, see which one is our favorites, and then announce them sometime in March, and then we'll be distributing the boosters at that point, guys. So, as you guys say, if you want some free boost digital boosters uh, for your PTCGO, um, please send your segment for each segment um, we selected. We will be giving out, uh, I believe it was five boosters. So, hey, send it over, boosters and boosters. And, and that's because I'm paying that from my pocket. <laughs> so, um, so, please, go ahead, guys. Please do. And then, of course, last but not least, guys, you guys are really, really excited uh, for the TCG tournament that is coming soon. And guess what, guys? I'm not going to break my promise. We have some news today. Um, we are going to... The TCG tournament is going to be held on April 1st. Gator has more information. Please take it away. All right, guys. So uh, we are going to have our second annual Puckle TCG tournament. Um, it's going to be in the standard format, and Ultra Prism will be legal for it. But um, as always, it's only going to be legal for when the start of the tournament happens. So any new cards that are released, any new sets that might be released within the tournament, um, those aren't going to change anything because you're locked in with your deck list at the beginning. Um, this is going to be a Swiss tournament, which means that even if you lose your first round or your second round, you will still be able to participate and play out the full tournament. So everybody gets to participate and everybody has a chance to win. Because what we are going to do is, just like we did last time, there will be prizing for first and second place. But depending on the number of rounds that you complete in the tournament, that you completed on time, you will be eligible to win a drawing for a prize just like first and second. Okay? So just because you're out of it, just because you have the worst losing streak ever, doesn't mean you can't still can't win something by playing. Um, more details to follow on the next TCG cast. We will have a link for you to go sign up and get ready. Um, deck lists and everything won't be needed until right before the deadline of April 1st. And no, it is not an April Fool's joke. We will be starting the tournament on <laughs> April Fool's, April 1st. So the deadline will be like the day before that because April 1st is the Monday and that's when we start the tournaments. Yep. Um, for those of you that are new that have never played one of our TCG tournaments, you have a week to complete your match with your opponent. Um, everything takes place through the Discord, and it's a pretty straightforward process. You get on, you play three matches, the winner of best two out of three wins. Mm-hmm. Goes to the next round. 
So there you have it, guys. It is happening. It is coming. We have a set date, and we will start registration soon. And uh, as Gator said, the next episode, we'll have the details on the registration and how you guys can register. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited. Uh, This time around, I will not be joining because I'm going to stand back and uh, serve more of a support for you guys so more of the community can play. Um, So uh, we definitely, definitely are excited for this. Now, um... that's it for the new section. We're going to end it there. We're going to move on. So, You know what, Gator? Are, are you feeling hot? Are you feeling like maybe we should go and take a splash? Dude, it's going to be like 80 degrees in Florida this week. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go and just jump on the water because it is Topical Beach. We'll be right back. Welcome to Topical Beach. Feel the wind in your face and the sun in your eyes and the sand on your feet because it is topical beach and uh we have a great topic for you guys today we are going to talk about the last intercontinental championship of course that one the oceania one that held in sydney but before that we as i uh uh told you guys in the beginning of the show we have gator here and he's been a while uh, out for a while but it's because he's been really busy going inside Pokemon TCG and judging these tournaments all over Florida and no one is more in touch with the community with what's going on in the local stores at least in Florida and in somewhat uh nationwide and I wanted to take this time to pick your brain Gator and just ask you all the questions what's going down over there I feel like you're in the battle zone and I'm here reporting <laughs> and you're down there about, doing the he- the heavy lifting I don't know about all that though uh, <laughs> I am I pay attention to what's going on, and I'm deeply in the meta. Um, I go to Pokemon League two or three times a week, so I am in it to win it, as we say, a little less casual than some of our listeners, but it is, it's been a pretty stable meta, I would say, since mm-hmm. uh, Zoroark became popular. Yeah, that, we've, we've seen Zoroark left and right. That's been basically the story here lately, oh, is wow. what is the pairing with Zoroark? Um, do you pair it with Buzzwool? Do you pair it with Lycanroc? Do you yeah. pair it with a Galissapod? Or if you are Tord Redcliffe and win your third straight international, that's right, Tord Redcliffe won the North American National <laughs> wait, uh, wait, last wait, year. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say who won and what did he won with, I mean, everyone knows who won. We just need to know what we won with. Um, <laughs> if, for those of you at home that were really debating inside their heads whether Sotoark was going to win or if we would ever even see Garvador in the tournament everyone was right because the two went ahead and fused and gave us Tord's deck continue yeah. on Gator so yeah Tord won his third straight international with Gardevoir Zoroark um, and it's just it's crazy um, Zoroark was kind of slept on a little bit at the beginning of the format people weren't quite all in on it. Yeah. Um, I remember I was it... one of those that I was not. I was like, it's a great card. It just, I like, I love the ability, but just didn't see. And yeah, it just exploded. Well, it's definitely slowed the game down. Um, I think the introduction of all the stage twos and everything else that's been going on, it's made two shot decks very viable. Um, you know, we've kind of moved away from a meta where it's really easy to one shot. Um, there's a few one shot decks still around, but they have other issues that are kind of holding them back right now. Um, there's, and then certain decks like Gardevoir that were very powerful at, 
at the onset of its release. A lot of decks tech for it and deal with it. It's similar to Mega Rayquaza, if you guys were playing back then, where, you know, the natural consequence of being what most people consider the best deck in format is that everybody techs against you and everybody plays to try to beat you and not take a loss from you. Oh, there's Um, an electric tick that also just destroys any chance of any deck that is weak against electric. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But that's a different, different meta. Um, so yeah, but uh, tell me, Gator. So you've been hosting a lot of, oh, not hosting. You've been judging a lot of the, these these tournaments, and I'm crazy. Have you seen a noticeable increase in people going to league now? Um, for the past few week uh, months. Well, we just had our largest uh, international, or not international, regional rather, with Dallas last mm-hmm. month, um, with over a thousand masters. Wow. So there. <sighs> I've discussed this with a few different people and a couple of people I've talked to that have been in the community a long time are of the opinion that the game isn't growing as much with these um, events, but rather you have more people that are chasing their points. So they're willing to go and travel to these events. So they're of the opinion. It's the same similar people. I don't think that's the case. I think that Pokemon seen record sales numbers with their, their product, um, I yeah. think that this this ever clamoring demand um, from other communities that are jumping ship, such as people that play Yu Gi Oh and Magic, are joining the community. That's yeah, they see I've, that as a pretty steady rate. Yeah, I've had a, I've I've have a few friends that play Magic that completely quit because they are fr- number one frustrated with the prices that are going on, and number two frustrated a lot with the community as well. It seems. Yeah, so Pokemon has been seeing some growth in that. Um, so. It's 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 hard to say. I couldn't put an exact number on it. I'm sure the folks at Pokemon have a eye on this. They can see the trainer IDs that show up at all the events. They can see what's been happening with the different events. So they would obviously know. And they're, if they're planning on bigger and bigger venues, I mean, if the game isn't growing, it is still going strong. Yeah. Because the numbers keep rising of the number of players that show up to the regionals. What can you expect after the announcement of Detective Pikachu coming to the U.S.? Everyone just jump, just, just jump on it. Uh, <laughs> but um, so you in the local game, um, in the local play style, has as since Sun and Moon has come out, has there been any type of new? How do I say this? Like, there's always change whenever a new big new set and what i mean new is a new generation comes in we see a lot of changes and you've been now judging or at least go into the community for a while have you seen any changes from when we left generation x and y uh and break uh break point to and all those to now in how the game is played um locally how people deal with it I don't know if I'm asking this question. Well, since rotation, we uh, the format is legal th- from breakthrough all the way up to now. Yeah. Um, odds are pretty good that in September, all of the XY block will be rotated out and we'll just have Sun and Moon. Um, so as it stands, we lost, you know, uh, the, the way Power Creep works with Pokemon and the way they print different cards, mm-hmm. even at Worlds when there was stuff from Ancient Origins all the way through legal... Um, and Primal Clash, and Roaring Skies, and we had uh, the four or five other sets that were legal. Cards like Shaman that were traditional powerhouses, other EX cards, they were losing favor for the newer cards. Um, There was old techs that played. Everybody loves their Versus Seekers. 
But even, you know, Lysander was getting uh, uh, overshadowed by Guzma. And even in the expanded format now, you see more Guzma than Lysander. Just yeah. depends on the deck. Um, and you see Grant, you see a lot of people having success right now taking standard decks, throwing in a few changes, and then winning an expanded. Um, That's really exciting, actually. Like, uh, if we look at Dallas, which was the last one, the top deck was a Zoroark deck. Um, as a matter of fact, if you look at the top eight, it's Zoroark, 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 Lycanroc, Zoroark, Galissapod, <laughs> and Drampagarb. Yeah. That's yeah. Drampagarb, 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 top eight. Like, yeah. you know, the... <laughs> It's it's ridiculous how how much you have of an to get impact. you have to get to twelve before you see Night March. Um, <laughs> wow, and that's expanded. Wow, wow, uh, wow. So you know, and then even then, you keep looking. Yeah, there's another Night March. There's a Zorwark, Zorwark, Greninja, Zorwark, Zorwark, uh, Groudon. That one's firmly expanded. Uh, Zorwark, uh, Lycanroc, Zorwark, uh, Waylord, which Laylord is you know just recently expanded. Yeah. So you're looking at the top 20 decks there, and just a handful of them are cards from the older sets. So I think that's a, a really big point in favor of the new Sun and Moon era changing things up. Yeah. And then my last question to you, what is your favorite deck right now? Um, pre-rotation, since we haven't um, got the decks rotated yet, I have been playing a few things. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is Wishy Washy Walls. Um, Interesting for for alliteration and roll. And that was the last one I took to a league cup. I went four o one. Okay. Um, but I bubbled because or no four o two. Okay. I bubbled because the uh, top eight had four one one. Um. So even with that deck, you know that was fun, and there was a lot of good players at that tournament. And you know, Central Florida is pretty stacked with really good players. We have Raul Reddy. We have um. Um. Jose Marrero, we've got uh, the Craig kids, like we've got a lot of different people yeah. in Central Florida that are consistently top. So it's always a pretty stacked League Cups here. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but speaking of great players, we have to move on to speak about the Oceania International Tournament held in Sydney, Australia. And all the good stuff that came out of there. Now, we already told you guys what deck won, which is the Sodor Gardevoir. Uh, and there are a lot of Sodor um, in this deck. But we're going to go ahead and discuss this a bit, at least the top eight. So, top eight, we have... Five Americans, first of all. Yes, congratulations <laughs> to you, Wes. Finally, we're winning. Um, <laughs> kidding, guys. We win all the time. <laughs> 333 Masters at this tournament, which is... A good wow. bit of information to know. Yeah. So we have here, number eight, we got Frank Persick, who won using a uh, Bosswald Garbordor deck. We have Corey Godfrey. <laughs> I owe no relations. Um, and he, from the United States, when he played, interesting, a whole Tortinator. Really did not expect see, uh, to see that deck at top eight. So really good for you, Corey. Uh, Gator, take away the other two. So we got at number six we have Azul Garcia Griego and Azul is a consistently awesome player, um, and he was able to get number six with a Buzzwell Lycanroc deck, um, followed by Jimmy Jimmy Pendarvis, also an American, um, just like Azul, who had a Buzzwell Lycanroc deck. I'll just go ahead and tell you guys right now, Buzzwell Lycanroc took four of the top eight spots. Yeah. Um, 
very strong That's a deck. legit deck, yes. Le- very legit um, um, Which is a testament to all the Zoroark we see, because obviously Buzz will like and rock directly counter Zoroark with the uh, weakness. Uh, William Acevedo for number four from Brazil also brought a uh, bus world like rock. Philip Schultz uh, from uh, Germany, Germany, yeah, brought uh, Asodorak uh, Gardardavor as well. And then, of course, the top two Gator. Um, Joey Rediger from America playing a Buzzwell Lycan rock. And then, of course, Tord Reckliff, the three man number three in a row, mm-hmm. mind you, international from Norway playing a Zoroark Gardevoir deck. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, this is going to be one chance that we don't want someone from Norway coming here. <laughs> Taking championships away. But toward third time, man. Third time is amazing in that deck. And let's go ahead and stop and talk about that match. Well, just not even that match. That deck itself got a first place, a third place, 15th, 18th, 29th, and 51st place. It was a strong deck throughout the tournament. Um, and it looks like a lot of Europeans were the ones that had the scoop on this deck. Um, Jesper Eriksson was one of the ones who piloted it successfully to 29th place. Um, Magnus Collard, um, Kaland, I should say. Um, Nico Alabas, like, all piloted it to top 64 status. And honestly, it's pretty great. <laughs> it really is. And that match was just fantastic. They went... Uh, one and one, and went to the final match, and then uh, Tor took the third match away, and uh, ended up being champion. But it was definitely a head-to-head. Uh, Joe definitely gave real, real big. Uh, uh, he was great, just great. He did his best. He and just toward the way Tor plays, it's like how does he even manages to get everything he needs? It's just he's so good to see play. He's well, just it's also such a good uh... player. A consistency thing too. So if you we look at Tord's deck and we look at a few of his choices that he did, he is the one who innovated the three Bridget at yeah. the London Internationals that nobody was playing three Bridget, and then Tord starts playing three Bridget because he wants maximum consistency on getting Bridget turn one. That's why he's playing three Leleys. That's why he's playing four Ultra Balls to potentially search for the three Leleys. That's why he's got three Bridget. Yep. He then went ahead into this deck and added two Evo Soda. So now he's able to evolve his Pokemon straight up. He can turn his 4-4 Zoroark line into Zoroark GXs and get the trades online early and consistently because he has so many ways of getting set up turn one. Yeah, yeah the whole deck is based on getting set up. Like when you tell he has one Max Potion, one Enhanced Hammer, one Choice Band, one Floatstone, one Parallel City, which you know that people who play constantly these cards they don't just carry one normally you want two or three choice bands you want at least one or two floatstone and so forth it's because these are just extra the main priority of this deck is to be ready by set play to have those sodork because once you have those sodork gx in play remember trade which allows you to discard one card from your hand and draw two allows you to get what you need when you need when you combine it with cards such as Puzzle of Time, such as uh, Marrow. Mallow. Ma- Mallow, sorry, Marrow. Uh, as in Mallow. As in, now by the way, he not only is gar- uh, carrying Gardevoir GX, but he's also carrying uh, Gallade, which, as you know, Premonition allows him to see the top six cards from his... Five. Ca- th- five, sorry. And rearrange them however he likes, put them back, and then he can trust. Uh, he can have trusty old Sodor GS to draw those cards into his hand. So he really doesn't need to worry about whether or not he can find these one of in his deck. 
they're pretty much available to him when he needs them, as long as he's able to set up those sword arcs at the beginning of the game. And the other thing, too, is he built his deck with some very important texts. You know, most people were only running one Mallow. He had two Mallow to be able to get uh, abuse the trade. Of course, Mallow allowing you to take two cards of your choice in your deck and put them on top of your deck. Um, and then he's able to then trade into them. But he was able to counter... Um, he did. This deck is more of a Zoroark deck than the Gardevoir deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing a 4-2-1 line of, of with four Ralts, two Gardevoir, one Gallade. Um, it really is all the focus on getting the Zoroark, with the Gallade being overpowered. Um, he had a couple of very interesting texts as well. Um, he's played one Mew EX, and Mew EX, of course, is able to copy the attacks of other Pokemon as long as they have the requisite energy. Um, and that's a very important card when he's facing up against these Buzzwool decks, yep. because Mew hits Buzzwool for weakness, and it hits a lot of other relevant cards for weakness. Um, interestingly enough, it looks like Tord was not very happy with the Greninja matchup, and so he included one Giratina promo um, to help just make sure he auto-wins that matchup. And I Giratina find that to be very those... interesting. Yeah, Giratina for those at home um, is the Devourer like Giratina, which basically has the ability. Each Pokemon break that has no abilities this includes ability from its previous evolutions. That's definitely a counter to Greninja. And speaking of Greninja... Um, Gator just scolded at me, which is great, uh, because he's like, so, what about Cynthia and Greninja? And I'm like, what about it? And he's like, really? Really? Have you not realized and seen that people are putting Cynthia's in Greninja, and it's actually making it better? And I'm like, hold your horses. Hold the news line. This is important stuff. <laughs> um... So I assume that this is why he wanted to uh, add a Greninja, uh, uh, sorry, uh, well, Giratina, because maybe he was expecting uh, Greninja to up thanks to Cynthia. Well, Cynthia wasn't legal for this tournament, so... Oh, that's right. I'm talking but... off my... Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, see, the thing is, though, Greninja was still... It's still a, a threat anytime it can get set up. Um, being able to shut off abilities really hurts this deck. He needs access to his trade. He wants access to his secret spring. He wants to be able to tap Ulele whenever he likes. Um, so that makes things difficult if you do run into Greninja. And honestly, a lot of players are opting to run a Giratina just so they don't have to think about the matchup. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, any other, uh, any other uh, notes that you want to say about this tournament, uh, Gator? Um, it was really nice to see the tournament at the hours it was because that um, Australia being so far ahead of us, it was nice that in the evening time here, we were able to turn into Twitch and watch the tournament. Um, it made me wish that it was like that for every tournament, that they didn't have to start in the morning and, you know, be on round eight by like nine o'clock. You know, I really enjoyed watching it late into the night. It was very entertaining. Um yeah. And I think that the tournament, you know, nobody was really expecting this Gardevoir Zoroark. Yeah. Um, not that I saw anyway. Me neither. Because um, a lot of the threats that people were talking about for this tournament were things like Tapu Bulu, mm -hmm. um, which is a very strong deck. And it's like we were talking about before, ability to one-shot. Tapu Bulu is one of the decks in this format that does have the one-shot ability. Um, so it's always something you have to be considerate about. You have to watch your matchups and make sure, because if Tapu Bulu gets set up, it's really hard to stop it. Um, but it gets a lot of the same problems that Greninja has, where it'll draw into ugly hands. 
you can't get the Vika Volt up by turn two, which is where you want it. Um, it just runs into other problems. So there was a lot of that expectation. Um, Zoroark Lycanroc actually was the... Uh, another big one, yeah. Another favorite for the meta as it stands. Um, but again, we did not see that kind of performance from it that we wanted to. Um, people were we, going we, the we pure saw a lot of We saw a lot of Zoroarks and Lycanrocs in top eight just not together. Yeah, and I think one important note to make, too, um, we had a few smaller European tournaments and stuff, like Leipzig, um, that saw a lot of success with mill decks, and a lot of the Buzzwold decks were teching in uh, Carbink from Fates Collide, not the one that um, blocks EXs, but the one that stops Pokemon from removing energy off of your Pokemon or being affected by it. Um, And they also ran a one... It was a 1-1 line with the Carbink break to be able to get energy back from the discard pile. So I thought that was an interesting tech in looking at the top eight decks, including that Carbink. Goes to show you that, you know, a little bit of creativity in deck building. It, it, everybody way. wants to, everybody likes to to hate on the quote-unquote meta decks. You know, oh, it's unoriginal, people run lists, blah, blah, blah. You can't do anything creative. There is plenty of opportunity to be things, do things creatively if you look at the meta and see what you expect to see. Yeah. Um, there's a misconception about creative decks and just... Let me try to explain this better. So, when we say creative decks have their place, it's not when you try to make things like, oh, I'm going to try to make a weird deck using these cards uh, that nobody really are using, and that's originality right there. No, right? So, it's like, obviously, there are things that work. We know that there's things that work. But you still can make something great out of those ingredients. The best example we can give right now is Sotoar Garvador. Yes, we kind of knew that Sotoar... Guard of War. Guard of War. Oh, my God. Garvador is the other Pokemon in the format. I know. It's, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Sotoar Guard of War is an example of a... We knew that Sotoar was going to play and was going to potentially be winning or be in top eight, but we never expected to be in conjunction with... Gardevoir, and that's where the originality sets. It's like, wow, we just didn't see this deck built, being built. Um, yeah, so and having the foresight to see it not as a Gardevoir with Zoroark, but a Zoroark with Gardevoir. Correct. There is, that, that, there's a big distinction on how you build those yeah. two decks. Not many people can say that they would look at Gardevoir GX and say, yeah, secondary attacker, sure. Right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. secondary uh, option in the deck. It's like, no, Gard- you look at Gardevoir GX and you say, no, this is a main or attacker, but Tur- Tur- took that deck uh, well many others uh, some others also took the, those cards and say no Sodorak with Gra- Gardevoir support and that's where we get our champ- uh, right now our Intercontinental uh, winner uh, for uh, last week's tournament in Sydney uh, and based on that I move on to our almost standard question every time we talk about regionals and every time we talk about tournaments is what can we expect going forward next weekend? This weekend, as you guys know, we're going to have uh, two tournaments, one in uh, regional in Malmo uh, in Sweden, and we have the regional call, uh, in Collinsville, Illinois. Uh, the, both are taking place February 17th, 2018, and both are standard. Gator, my question to you, what should we expect? Well, for both of these tournaments, um, Ultra Prism is going to be legal. Mm-hmm. So we have a few new deck archetypes that are coming out of Ultra Prism that people have been testing and playing and hyping. Um, uh, Starting from what I think is the weakest, strongest, um, there's been a lot of testing for Leafeon 
um, Leafeon GX um, combined with Decidueye, uh, Leafeon GX combined with Lurantis GX, and uh, Lurantis with the uh, ability that increases the damage output, the promo one. Um, that deck is nicely positioned because being able to pick up the small things with a lot of decks needing a lot of turns to evolve, that's really cool. Being able to go second and then potentially have all that power on the board is really nice. Um, but I don't think the deck is as strong as it could be right now. Um, so we'll see how that deck continues to develop. Um, then if I was looking at the other power coming out of the format, it would probably be our new um, Stage 2 uh, non-GX decks that we have. Mm, we have... Uh, Garchomp with Cynthia Garchomp and Lucario. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Empoleon with Total Command. Now, for Which those I... of you that are unaware, um, oh. Garchomp Lucario works based on the idea that if you have played a Cynthia that turn, your Garchomp does 100 more damage on top of its regular 100 damage. So you're hitting for 200 damage with Garchomp, potentially, um, by playing a Cynthia. And it really combos well with Lucario, which has the ability that if you have a Garchomp in play, it's a free computer search. You're able to look through your deck and pull out any card that you like, which is just insane. Yep, it is Um, pretty insane. They're also pairing that with the Garchomp from Breakpoint, um, going back to, you know, older cards being helpful. Um, And that card accelerates energy out of the discard. So that's potentially very, very strong as well. Um and then you have your Empoleon decks, and the way Empoleon works is it does more damage for each Pokemon in play. Mm-hmm. Um, the trick with Empoleon, though, is it's able to hit really high numbers. It's very one energy time. in play, right? No, it's uh, Pokemon. Pokemon, uh, okay. It's, I think it's 20 more damage for each Pokemon in play, because I think it caps out at 200. Okay. Um, 240, I think, is what it caps out at, if I'm not mistaken. I could very well be mistaken. I've been I'll wrong go- before. I'll check. <laughs> go on, I'll check. So, anyway... Um, Empoleon is tricky, though, because for the total command attack to work, it is a water and a colorless, and being able to stream stage two attackers and also get two energy on the board, um, can be very tricky. Also, um, that can be mitigated by Aqua Patch, which can help, uh, ramp up the deck and get those energies from the discard pile back onto the Pokemon. Yeah. But as it stands, those are the two decks that people have been testing, um, you can actually even get all the pieces for those decks um, from theme decks right now. Uh, Pokemon printed two of the most powerful theme decks, in my opinion. Yeah, the, um, the theme decks for this set are ridiculous. We don't ever get to review those. Uh, I think we should eventually start to review um, theme decks. The problem with that is most theme decks are bad. These ones are still <laughs> bad, but they're better than other theme decks, in my opinion. Well, we can review also, based on... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and they don't have, like, the, the ideal Piplups that you want. And, like, the line of Garchomp is different than what you might want. Um, so, that yeah, those are the uh, going opinions on those two decks. Um, and then if I was going to look at three more, I'd say the next one would be... The and one you're that right, by the way, about the Empolum. Took me a while to find it, but yes, it's, yes, total command. It's 20 for each, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next deck started out as kind of a meme. Um, oh, as all decks yeah, start, really. Going, yeah. And what it is is Alolan Doug Trio. Yeah, now, the Alolan so Doug Trio that came out in this set I fought does, against that the other night. It's, uh, is it 20 damage or 30 damage? It's 30. 
It's 30 damage for each energy that you discard, metal energy that you discard mm-hmm. from your hand. And you can pair this. It costs zero. Yeah, it's attack. It attacks yeah. for free. It's only a sixty HP stage one though, um, or is it eighty? It's it's, a, it's it's really low. It's like sixty. It's a very yes. yeah. It's it's, very I think it's low. sixty. It's a very low HP Pokemon. It's easy to knock out. However, by discarding cards from your hand, you're able to take these massive crazy knockouts on things that just should not be knocked out by this little Pokemon. Again, it runs into the problem of streaming it, but you have cards like Starmie from Evolutions, which are able to get energies back out of the discard. You have cards like Energy Retrieval, Fisherman. And not um, to mention the fairy, uh, uh, Cutie Fly. Rebombi. Rebombi, yeah, Rebombi. Yes. Uh, Which allows um, you to get energies from your deck. And last but not least, the very important piece that was printed in the set, Mount Coronet, which, again, mm-hmm. is a stadium that every turn allows you to draw two metal energy from your discard and put them into your hand. Um, so there's been a lot of people who are like, ha, 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 isn't this great? This is a meme. But that's how Night March started. Yeah, that's exactly how my, Night March started. <laughs> Night March is like, oh, isn't this cute? Ha, 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 look, we could do this with this Pokemon and knock you out. Oh, wait, this is actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that deck is placed, um, interestingly, I would like to see the ideal build of that. Um, the last two decks, um, we'll call it uh, Glaceon Variants. Um, Glaceon's ability it can be pretty oppressive with the fact that, um, for those of you that aren't aware, Glaceon, just like the other Evolution GXs that came out, are is a 200-hit point Pokemon. Yep. However, it has the ability that when it is the active, there is no other ability. Your opponent has no abilities. Yeah. They don't have them in their hand, they don't have them in their deck, they don't have them on the field. There's nowhere that your opponent has abilities except for Glaceon's ability. So your opponent opponent can do the same thing to you and shut off your abilities as well. Yeah. So we have the ability to lock out your opponent's abilities and still play your own abilities with Glaceon while also doing a Night Spear type of attack where you're doing 90 to the front, 30 to the bench, and it has a GX attack that's pretty okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole point of the deck, so... Whatever oppressive decks that people are trying to build with Glaceon, you know, people are, of course, pairing it with Zoroark, because why not play it, pair it with Zoroark? Um, people are pairing it with Lapras. Um, basically, the idea is you set up behind the Glaceon, and you power up the Lapras. And with Glaceon and Leafeon, what makes them both very powerful is the EV we have from Sun and Moon, which allows you to evolve by attaching a basic energy of the typing yes. and searching for a Pokemon that of that type. It's so, you to even evolve in turn one. So you can turn one, lock your opponent out of their Tapu Lele for Bridget, yeah. um, which for a lot of decks just automatically shuts them off. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a serious issue or not. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It might depend on how people change their decks. Right now, people yeah. are very Bridget reliant to get set up. Um, yes. Decks that aren't Bridget reliant might have a better time. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the deck I think has the most potential and the most hype, at least what Pokemon's trying to do, because they did everything they could to hype metal coming out of this set, oh, yes. is the Duskmane Necrozma. Uh-huh. Now, this bad boy oh, is I love that card so bad. ugly, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not even fair. It's not It's not cool. Speaking of one-shotting... Uh, so this Pokemon is uh, 190 hit points. It's a basic. Um, it does 3 for 60, you know, whatever, Claw Slash. But its second attack does 220 damage for 3 metal and 1 colorless. Yeah. And then, of course, you have to discard the energy from that Pokemon. 
uh, when after you attack. But we have so many cards now that are able to bring energy back. Yeah. We have the Mount Coronet that we mentioned before. We have a new Magnazone that has the Breakthrough Magnazone's ability, except now for Metal Pokemon. So it's mm-hmm. like a Deluge Blastoise if you guys were playing back yep. in the day, where the ability says you can, as often as you like during your turn, you can attach a Metal Energy to one of your Pokemon, which means reloading this bad boy is not going to be hard at all. 220 knocks out just about everything in the set. With a choice um, ban, everything in the set. Everything is, <laughs> is knocked out with a choice ban. Um, unless you have some way to get something... I don't even know how you'd do it. Like, you'd uh, need, like, Waylord a Waylord muscle... with a Fighting Fury belt? Waylord EX? In yeah, but expanded. Waylord's not even the X yeah. standard, so <laughs> that's the only thing it doesn't really one-shot. Um, and then it's also got a very nasty attack on its GX attack for 250 damage for 3 metal. You can use this attack only if you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent. So listen to this. you If you're behind on prizes, this card comes out, you've got 3 metal energy attached. You get to attack, take a knockout on a GX, and then on your next turn still are loaded to go off with a 220 hit point attack. So that's potentially a 4 prize yeah. swing in 2 turns. Not and to mention not, Metacross. Like, that's not even fair. <laughs> yeah, some people are pairing it with Metagross, but the other partner for this deck is the Dialga GX that came out in this mm, set, yes. which allows, which Wait. is the GX attack you want to take, because that's the one that does 150 damage and allows you to take another turn. A turn, yes. So this this metal deck is just not really fair right now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's kind of ridiculous how power, and this is not even, like, we are not even done with the metal cards that are coming out, because in the next, next set, we will expect more metal cards that... We already know they're out in Japan as promos, and they haven't even reached us. So yeah. it, um, we have a crazy. delay on that uh, other Soul Galeo GX that's coming out that protects all the metal Pokemon that have yep. uh, that <laughs> that protects them with weakness. Yeah. So um, you might see a rise in Volcanion because of this. There's there's a lot of different options that come out because of this card. Um, and like I said, it's a, a 190 hit point basic. So. Yeah, Even then, taking really it out nice. with anything that's not fired is super hard. Yeah, it, so it really is. That covers the new decks coming out from this set. Now, you asked me how I expect to see things change. Well, mm-hmm. there's a lot of current decks that get better. Yeah. Okay. Cynthia is an automatic inclusion in a lot of different things because it's another draw supporter. Drawing Shuffle draw six is very powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So powerful that we haven't seen that printed since Professor Oak's New Theory. Um, it is infinitely better than Ashana because one more card can make the difference. Yes. Um, you still want to have Sycamore in your deck, and you still probably want to run a thicker line of Sycamore because, honestly, Sycamore does a lot more than just draws you cards. It helps you get rid of cards that are dead in your deck. Yeah. Um, it helps or you cards thin that your you deck. really need to be in your discard pile, like energy sometimes. Exactly. Like if you're trying to cycle energy like you would with um, – a lot of these other decks. Yeah, Aqua, um, Aqua Patch, any deck that uses Aqua Patch and so forth. Uh, or the same uh, Metacross that allow, uh, grabs energies from your discard pile. So it really just depends. Um, I think Zoroark stays really strong. Um, there's new partners for Zoroark. Now here's the thing. Gardevoir, what do you think about Gardevoir? Where is this going thanks to all this metal increase? I mean, uh, even with the metal increase, Dustmane Necrozma one-shots it. Mm, yeah. Like, what? Uh, really, what's the difference? If you're getting hit for 220, you would live it if you didn't have weakness. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> they can dig for the choice ban. They can do other stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think with all the metal going around, I think it does make a Lowland Doug trio a lot stronger if people are playing Gardevoir still, but a lot of people have backed off from playing Gardevoir. Um, Tapu Bulu gets hurt by um, uh, Glaceon coming out. So if Glaceon sees any high numbers of play, that makes Bulu's life harder. Um, Because Bulu's got to not being able to rely on the Vika Volts to power up. Um, So... The Zoroark and Lycanrocs, they can face different challenges with what's coming on right now. Lycanroc, obviously, is a dead card if you've got Glaceon out on the active. Yeah. Um, there is the new Tapu Lele that came out, which moves energy around. It's the fairy one, not the psychic one that everyone was anticipating. Oh. So spread decks can get potentially better. And then there's other like meme-style decks, like the Weavile that came out that does for... Yeah, so for each... Um... Each each of your opponent's Pokemon that Pokemon. has an ability does 50, 50 more damage. So, Which pairs with the Weavile that does 50 damage, I think, 60, for every, 60 60 for every Pokemon that has an ability. Yeah, so it hits 60 on everything, and then there's a Pokemon that can move energy around. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot of potential for shit. Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> Ultra, Ultra Prism will bring so much thing in the table. The, the meta is continuing to stay fresh. And really, again, kudos to to TCGI to making that happen. Now, we're going to have to end the topical beach here and move on to our next section, which would be the one you guys have been holding on, waiting on for. I know that you guys are excited for deck of the episode, so you sent over all of your contendants, and I can't be happier. So after a brief message from our sponsors, we'll be back with deck of the episode, where we'll read out all of your decks and choose which one we like the best. Stay tuned. It is the deck of the episode. Welcome back. It is deck of the episode guide, and you guys have sent your suggestions for the, your guys' uh, contenders, more likely, for deck of the episode. Uh, so let's go ahead and start them uh, and start with the first one. I'm going to go ahead and take it away. And it says, this one's from Baltak. He says, greetings, pickled puckle poultry. I've been playing PTCGO for a few months now. Uh, uh, and have been enjoying Greninja Break and Drumpacarb. I'm on my way. By the way, guys, sorry to interrupt me, uh, but some of these emails were sent uh, more than two weeks ago. Uh, since we didn't read emails on the uh, re- part two of the review episodes because we took way too long, uh, I am still going to review it. So if these decks might seem a little outdated, uh, it's because of that. So, uh, But we will continue on. Uh, it's sad when two weeks causes a deck to be outdated. <laughs> anyway, uh, Picard. I'm on my way to building Galissapod Garb, but have been experimenting with, uh, one of my favorite Pokemon, Toxapex. Here's the list I've been playing with. It's a lot of fun, but consistency is a bit hit and miss, and you know what we talk about here about consistency. I'd love any suggestions on how to improve it. Baltac, and here it is, and that deck, ladies and gentlemen, is. It contains... One Orangu, three Pikachus, two Raichus, one Tapu, two Marinis, three top, uh, Toxapex, two Tapu Lele, three Trubbish, two Garbodors, two Marinis. Um, and those are the Pokemon so far. Uh, standard uh, trainers include Evolu- uh, Evo Sodas, Ultra Balls, Devolution Spray, Acerolas, Bridgets, Field Blowers, Guzmas, uh, Ends, Choice Bands, and Float Stones. Of course, the energies containing 15, 4 being rainbow energies, 10 psychic, and 1 double colorless energies. Um, I'm feeling that, Baltech, you're trying to do a lot of things with this deck. What do you think, uh, Gator? All right, Baltech, listen up. 
<sighs> so, you are trying to run too many things, which is why the consistency's hit and miss. Um, the most glaring issue to me right now is the two Ultra Ball. You want four Ultra Ball mm-hmm. um, to pair with your Tapu Lele. That guarantee that gives you much better odds to start off the match with being able to at least find a Tapu Lele to get to bridge it out and get started with your uh, with your play. Um, the de-evolution spray is good, um, but I see you're trying to run de-evolution spray to run with the Raichu. Running a 3-2 Pikachu Raichu line is not ideal for getting the Paralyze off. Yeah. Um, that would be my first cut for you, is cutting the P- either the, yeah the Pikachu Raichu line. Um, the Toxapex line, um, listen, I don't think Toxapex is a very uh, nice deck because of the prevalence of Guzma right now. Um, you're effectively paying three psychic energy to do a hundred damage and they're able to switch out of it with a Guzma. So even paralyzing them does not any kind of guarantee. Um, if I were you, I would add a couple of sycamores, at least three sycamores to the deck as well. Not including him is kind of a mistake. Um, if anything, you can add, um, Cynthia, if you're scared of discards, um, running one random double colorless energy is not going to do you any favors in the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably cut that too. Um, oh, on the energies as well. I don't think he needs ten psychic. Yeah, well, he could run twelve psychic if he d- wasn't running anything else. Where he doesn't really need anything else to run the rainbow energy for. So twelve psychic should work. Um, if anything, if you really want to get things set up fast, you can include max elixirs and hit mm-hmm. those on your marinis. Um, but if I were you, that would be what I would do. And I would also include a one of of the regular Toxapex instead of the Toxapex GX. That way you can have fun shenanigans. That would be how I would play this deck. Yep. Another thing is the Salasal. That when you when it evolves, maybe changing the Pikachu's and Raichu's for Salasal, um, which as you evolve it, uh, will confuse and poison if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yes. Uh, it will burn and poison. Burn and poison. Yes. So if you want to uh, stick to that, using uh, poison and burning, maybe uh, uh, changing those uh, Raichu's to uh, Salasal will be a great idea. Um, yep. Yeah. Basically, that's it. Thank you so much for writing in about tech. Let's move on to the next email. Uh, Gator, take it away. Uh, longtime listener Ula Born here, writing in for the first time to the great intellectual group of the TCG podcast. Um, probably too late to be included in the deck of the episode, but here's my current deck that I'm using. Well, not it too late for a, this one. And thank you so much for uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I say like, thank you so much for uh, writing in after being so a uh, listener for a long time. I really appreciate it, and uh, uh, I thank you for the great lie that we are a great intellectual group as well. <laughs> All right, um, I've got a thirteen to ten win ratio on the TCGO, but I haven't tried it in the physical card game yet. This is the deck I have built based on what Brainchild Yushiro had suggested Uh-oh. me in Discord. I have. Very much enjoyed playing this deck in the TCGO and looking forward to playing it in my first league match Wednesday. It may not be a staple deck, but I have really enjoyed it because it's different. I try to look for decks that no one else is playing and build those. This deck's strategy is to get my Pokemon on the bench quickly along with the energy needed and denying my opponent his energy cards. So far the strategy is working very well and usually have my opponents concede by game two or th- concede the game by turn two or three. Anyways, I love you guys. I love Aww. what you guys are doing for the TCG cast. Keep it up. Thanks, Ulaborn. All right, and so guys, here is his deck list so far. We've got two of the Kangaskhan from Sun and Moon, one Shining Lugia, one Stuffle, one Beware, two Cosmog, two Cosmoam, a Lunala Basic, a Lunala GX, a Marsh Shadow from the uh, the promo, a Mew EX, a one Mewtwo EX promo, and one Mewtwo EX from Breakthrough 62, 
Um, for trainers, we have three Lily, two Great Ball, four Team Skullgrunt, two Professor's Letter, one Wishful Baton, one Super Rod, two Pokemon Breeder, two Energy Retrieval, two Pokeball, one Fisherman, two Bridget, four Big Malasada, two How, and the energy count is 15 Psychic, two DCE. That's a lot of cards. Um, right. Jushir, what would your suggestions be? Uh, oof. Um, first, I'm just trying to figure out what is he trying to do here. Um, well, here's the issue, um, Ulaborn. You said that your strategy is to get Pokemon on the bench along with the energy needed quickly. That's everyone's strategy for their deck. Yeah. Um, and there's some decks that are very, very good at it, and some decks that are better, and some decks that are worse. Um, and then you also said that your idea is denying energy as well, but from what I can see, the only energy denial you have is Team Skullgrunt. Um, Jushiro, so, any... Yeah, so, sorry, I was just trying to to see, like, oh, he says he talked to me about this, but I... Um, so, basically, I like Lunala a lot, but you really can't do much with just one Lunala GX and one regular Lunala. Um, as well as, which bear, bear beware is this one? Is this the one that, there's so many bewares. This is the Sun and Moon one, so this is, should be the one that draws three cards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay, so when you play him down, you draw three cards... Yeah, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And if that's the reason you're playing it, really don't. There's just so many other better ways to do draw support that you don't need to waste a bench space on a card that allows you to just draw three. I mean, three cards. I mean, TN does that, and uh, <laughs> and it doesn't take bench space. Um, so I would get rid of uh, that beware line for sure. Um, that Mars Shadow seems like a good idea uh, just for type. Just to have some overall type uh, coverage. It's basically but... a, a red card, though. That's the Marshadow, if I'm not mistaken, that does the draw four. Yeah. Um, which, which, again, is the it's the same thing. It's like the, we have other cards that do that better that doesn't waste space in your um, in your bench. So I would definitely switch out that Marshadow if your intent is to just have your opponent draw four cards and you have four draw four. There is red card that does that. Or just play uh, plain old N. Which also allows you to do that. Now, these two Mewtwo's... Um, which one is the Mewtwo he has from Breakthrough? Is this... If, this... if this is the Breakthrough one that does the uh, um, damage change, yeah, it might be. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and if it is, then I will definitely stick with this one. Uh, for sure, if it's the energy change. Although, again, you will need to... Add energy towards it, and it makes sense in a deck that focuses yeah, on Mega change. Mewtwo. Yeah, uh, on Mega Mewtwo because it's you were expecting your Mewtwo to grab to take damage while you get that Mega Mewtwo out there. If you're not playing Mega Mewtwo EX, then why would you be playing Mewtwo up front? Is my question. Um, because why would it just make it take damage so you could just repeat it outside? Uh, overall, I do like what you're going. I like that you're focusing this on Lunala. I say add more Lunala and less, uh, less fun. You could cu- easily cut the Lugia. You could cut the Kangaskhan. You can cut the, the stuff with the Beware, beware line. Yeah. Um, I would at least run four Cosmog, um, yeah. two Cosmoam, and then you'd want rare candies in here as well. You want at least four rare candies. That way you have the thing. And then try to get more of the Lunala GX. It's a pretty cheap card to trade for right now mm-hmm. um, if that's what you're going to do. If you're interested in building a Mewtwo deck because you like Mewtwo, there's a few Mewtwo GX box decks going around right now yeah. um, that run different psychic Pokemon for power. 
Um, but basically right now, you're going to always struggle with not having your Tapu Lele's right now, uh, which we understand it's kind of a budget concern because Tapu yes. Lele's are expensive. Which but I never, are... that's, which is why I almost, uh, or if I do recommend it, always with a caveat, if you have the money. If you can't have them, that's fine. You've got Lily in here to help. Um, I'll tell you right now that Big Malasada is not worth the deck space. Neither is Pokemon Breeder. Um, they don't really help your deck. Pokeball and Great Ball are also not ideal. Four Ultra Balls would serve you much better. Um, basically, I think that if you would benefit from getting two of the Garchomp Lucario decks or two of the Empoleon decks and building a deck out of those, um, I think that might give you a little bit better consistent results. Because right now, a 13-10 win ratio is still kind of like, it's almost 50-50. So yeah, I think that's what you're running into is consistency problems because you're yeah. not able to consistently deliver on the cards in your deck. And, and again, it goes because you only have one of, and there's no real real strategy behind those one of, not, uh, unlike Turd's uh, um, deck, which we mentioned that had one of each trainers, but it's because he built his deck to be so um, dependable that he can get those cards whenever he needs. I tell so, you what I do. When I build decks, I always start with four ofs of everything and then start ca- cutting. Yep. Um, I, I pick my main Pokemon. What is the point of the deck? I build that out four ofs. I have the trainers that are going to help that, and then I start basing things off of that. Um, so yeah, with all of these one ofs, you're just you're doing yourself a disservice. But yeah. if you have any other questions, feel free to hit us up. And this goes for everybody with deck issues yep. or deck concerns. Yep. Or even if you're looking cards for trade, maybe in the community someone can help you the cards that we're suggesting. And again, uh, thank you so much for writing Olaborn, and thank you so much. I really enjoy your email. I'm moving on to the next one. <laughs> oh, my boy here, Coop, sending a really long one. Let's go ahead and tackle this. Hello, fellow Pokolinians and host. I'm not one for wit, so try try to keep things short and sweet. Sure you did. The first thing I should note is that I only play online. There's there's a reason for this. I can't cheat. It's too easy. I can do <laughs> I can do so many things that will cause people to gloss over. Seriously, Coop, come on. Uh, you can even recite rules wrong and get away with it. It's not until you <laughs> until you reach higher tiers of players that suddenly you start to get called out for things. But they are so minor that they get slept away. I used to play the older card games with physical cards and everything from the deck brought in front of you was prearranged. The shuffle made it so five out of seven cards I wanted were in my opening hand. Wow, Coop. Uh, even fudging how they could take damage and how it was split between how they took it and I took it was calculated. I have wanted to say that ever since I heard you cheating episode. Oh, so it's Gator's fault. (laughs) Though in the end, a reformed cheater still knows everyone around him can potentially cheat and when you understand all the tricks you can do, online is the way of resolving it. Um, Now, for the part where I talk about whatever deck I want to show you guys the thing when I come to, uh, wait, the thing when it comes to me in random decks I built, it just doesn't happen. I have a base skeleton that I follow and there is a variation from deck to deck. Something that may be weird about my skeleton is that I do a minimum of two in a deck. There has been uh, far too many times when that solo Bridget is prized and simply never drawn. That is true. Uh, we talked about this so in the topic where uh, uh, Turd uh, popularized the three bridges instead of just one. 
this gets expensive, then you look for a full art supporters. Also, speaking of, uh, of which, I am ecstatic to see the feature replacements for N that isn't going to cost me 50 bucks a pop for a full art digital copy. Anyway, uh, well, I don't know which card he's talking about there. But I think he's talking about Cynthia, but that's Cynthia, definitely going to be more. <laughs> yeah, Cynthia's already going for those prices. Um, anyway, enough rambling, and it's generally what I want to put in a deck. It includes two Tapu Lelis, two Field Blowers, four to eight deck-specific items, support stadiums, usually rare candy and textures, four Ultra Balls, two Bridgets, two Guzmas, uh, four Ends, four Sycamores, two Skylas, four deck-specific tools, usually Choice Span, and then uh, 12 energies. This is a skeleton, by the way. Uh, I know, uh, and 12 energy. I know that 12 is steep on the department, but I always like to lose, uh, like I lose with 10. So let's use this to produce a quick deck. The deck ends in being considered really standard, and I can't take credit for being the first to build it by far. Uh, it just uh, follows the skeleton, and suddenly I have it. I could post more, but I think it will be a big mind-numbing and a bunch of standard decks. Now, the deck that he uh, puts as an example, it is a Volcanian deck, which includes the standard four Volcanians, four uh, uh, Volcanian GXs, uh, two Tapuleles, two Type Nulls with two Silvalis, two uh, Star Use from Breakpoint, and then the two Starmies from Evo. Uh, the trainer cards are the four Sycamores, the two Skylas, four Professor's Letter for Energy Retrieval. We got the two Scorched Earth, the two Field Blowers, the two Guzmas, the four Fighting Fury Belt, and two Bridgets. We got four NFCOs. Uh, and the Fates four collide. ultra, yeah, Fates <laughs> collide. I just went on that, <laughs> and then four ultra balls. Uh, energies, of course, the twelve fire energies. Then he finished off the demo with saying, "Well, I guess this went on for much longer than I expected. I guess one last thing is to say is good night, Puckle Coop. Coop number right. one. Let me scold you. Don't cheat. Come on. What's wrong with you? Yeah. What were you gonna say, Gator? <laughs> no comment on that. Um. So. This is pretty standard. The Silvali GX isn't what I'd put in here. I know it gives your basics free retreat, but um, and I know you built this before Ultra Prism. So what I would say right now is the Dawn Wings Necrozma is probably the preferred play oh, now nice. um, to be able to use the old Keldeo stand in Russian retreat. Um, so you'd want to add a whole contingent of float stones as well. Um, also with your stadium choice, I don't like Scorched Earth and Volcanion so much as I like. Uh, Brooklet Hill, because Brooklet Hill allows you to search out the Volcanion EXs yes. and fill your bench up and can be very clutch. Um, another thing that I notice is you don't have a, you're not playing a way to get back Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gone, they're gone. I see no once, uh, uh, Rescue Stretcher or any uh, Super Rods. Yeah, I think Rescue Stretcher is pretty clutch in Volcanion. Um, being able to take the one Volcanion you need out of the discard after, like, say, an unfortunate Parallel City. Um, <laughs> but being able to get a Volcanion EX back out onto your bench for the last 30 damage of steam up that you need is fantastic. Um, I like the Starmie line. I like a thick Starmie line. That's really good. Um, and then Tapu Lele at two, I think, is a good count. So, yeah, this is a pretty standard deck list. You might want to consider even upping your Guzma count, though, from two. Mm-hmm. Um, four Guzma can be really broken in Volcanion because mm-hmm. you don't even need the other Pokemon to get you out of the uh, the front. You can swap things around and you can take your four knockouts that you need. Um, especially if you're playing against decks that are running things like Safeguard Pokemon and other challenges that Volcanion faces. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. Thank you so much for emailing us in. 
Um, Coop, let's move on to the next one. Now, take it away, Gator. Um, this is Sukio, and he said I'd like anyone request anyone except Yushiro reading this. <gasps> what? So, um, it must be because he doesn't like eloquence. <laughs> uh, hey guys, been a crazy couple of months, so I'm getting caught up on episodes and will be more active in the community after I move this weekend. Also, I wanted to submit my mill deck for deck of the episode. It's a pretty fun deck focused on Rhyperior's ability. Also, oh, Jushiro, how dare you say there are too many Volcanion cards? It's an angel that should be crazed. Oh, there we go. Take That's where everyone, from. Take care, everyone else, Sukio. P.S. I guess Jushiro can take care, too. <laughs> yeah, there are too many Volcanions. I'm sorry. There's, <laughs> there's also too many Dark Christ. Uh, we can go on and on and too many, uh, 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 bewares, way too many, too many Snorlaxes, and none of them are good. <laughs> um, go ahead and take the, the deck. Okay, so, for the deck list on this one, we have one Oranguru, four Rhyhorn, four Rhydon, four Rhyperior, and I'll make a note now that this Rhyperior, since he's talking about using this as a mill deck, I'll give you guys the, uh, Ability is when you yeah. play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may discard the top three cards of your opponent's deck. So that is the important piece of information there. Also, you run three Alolan Vulpix and one Alolan Ninetales. That is the baby Ninetales with the safeguard ability. Yeah. Trainer cards, four Brooklet Hill, two Rescue Stretcher, two Evo Soda, four Devolution Spray, one Acerola, two Professor Sycamore, three Team Flare Grunt, four Ultra Ball, Four Puzzle of Time, one Skyla, two Field Blower, three Guzma, two Enhanced Hammer, one and two Floatstone, three Rockets Handiwork, two Rare Candy, and one Delinquent. Yes. So it's interesting. Uh, as per Mill Deck Go, this is overly complicated. Uh, you need a Stage 2 Pokemon in order to mill some things. Might bring you some troubles. Um, especially when. It's just three cards. I mean, if it's evolve and lose five cards or something like that, something a little bit more uh, impactful, I, I would understand. But remember, you can only play it so much, and you're only playing one Acerola. So when you play those uh, Rhyperians, they're there to stay unless you get more Acerolas in there. So my first recommendation is if you really want to com- uh, continue milling on those uh, uh, Rhyperians, you're going to have to need more Acerolas as well as Bridges. Because well, he, he doesn't want Acerola. He likes the uh, the de-evolution spray because Acerola means getting all three Pokemon out on the field. Whereas mm-hmm. de-evolution spray, he can take the top Pokemon and just abuse Rhyperior. So he doesn't necessarily need um, to Acerola. Acerola would probably be detrimental. But my, my, my way, which is true, but my way of thinking is true, but Acerola will also eliminate any damages. And I remember while playing Greninja Break, one of the fine things is to have always a Greninja down, so you can, if you take a, a, a whole Greninja line back, you can immediately evolve if you have a, a Frigadier already waiting for you on the bench or so forth. Uh, but yes, you are right, though. I didn't pay much attention to those evolution spray. Um, I even forgot they, they were still in rotation, honestly. <laughs> um, anyway, that, that was my recommendation. What about you, Gator? Um, I would say add another Rocket's Handiwork. I would say um, you're going to need another draw supporter besides N. Um, you want to thicken your draw supporter lines. You could probably cut the Alolan Vulpix and Alolan Ninetales. I know Alolan yeah. Vulpix allows you to draw, pull out Pokemon um, potentially for your puzzle pieces, like your pieces of making this work. 
but it can really slow you down. I think you'd be better set with having more draw support mm-hmm. and something like the Hoopa from Shining Legends yeah. to be your um, safeguard Pokemon that they can't attack through. Um, I would... That Retreat Cross is really ugly on Rhyperior. Um, so two Floatstone might not be enough. Like Maybe two with the three Guzma might be enough, but... Honestly, two rare problem... candies only too. Would... Well, the rare candy's fine. It's just it's really tricky with a milled deck like this to keep things going. One thing I will suggest for anybody that's playing any kind of energy denial, mill, or any strategy like that where you abuse certain supporters, a two two or a two line or three line of Lusamine is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because Lusamine you can infinitely cycle in your supporters and also now with palpad coming out that's another inclusion to have having access to your rocket's handiwork having access to your flare grunts um it's great yeah awesome well thank you so much for emailing in uh sukio even though i know you hate me but you don't you, you can't hate me for long and you know that now next email comes from uh i don't believe he didn't sign it did he sign this uh, i don't think he did so I will just say it's Paul uh, emailing in. I don't want to say his last All right, name, guys, this is case. the second to last one, by the way. Yeah, second to last. We're almost over here. Okay, so good day, almighty lord. You're an exquisite co-host. You're an exquisite gator. Know that. First, Always. love the set review and really excited to crack into Ultra Prism and the options it provides. Secondly, with all the comments on the upcoming Poco TCG tournament and call-outs for someone to take my title. Oh, I know who this is. It's Grim's Gr- Core. Uh, my title of champion away, I felt obligated to uh, stoke that fire and simply say I look forward to beating you all in the next tournament. And the champion has spoken. Of course, because the guys are new to the podcast, Grim Grimscore is our 2017 Poco TCG champion. So he does have some bragging rights there. Now... With that out of the way, I have a spicy deck that I've been working well for me lately, and with the comments in the second part of the Ultra Person review with Norvern GX, I felt I should share. Here is Garbage Bats. It includes four Noi Bats, three Norverns GX, two Tapu Leles, four Trubbish, and includes two Garborders Trash Challenge and two Garborders um, Garbotoxins. Uh, trainers lies in one Professor Sycamore, one Lily. Two enhanced hammers, three choice bands, four ends, three Professor Sycamores. Um, wait. Oh, so that makes them four different sets. Okay, gotcha. Uh, three <laughs> ultra. I got like, wait, I really read that card. Uh, three ultra balls, three Guzmas, one super rod, one evil soda, two crushing hammers, one sh- three Shaunas. Uh, we were just thinking, uh, talking about Shauna and how Cynthia definitely is better. Uh, one Bridget. One Parallel City, one Field Blower, and three Floatstone. And the energy, of course, is five Darkness Energies and five Psychics. Total Cards of 60 says, We'd love to hear some feedback on this one. What do you think, Gator? Um, I th- Automatically, the energy counts are throwing me off. I know you want that Darkness Energy to be able to pull off Noivern's other attack, but I don't think that's necessary. I'd rather see you go up to eight Psychic yeah. and two or three Dark. Yeah. Um. If I was running energy for it, I'd or whichever. Wait, no, yeah, yeah. I I would use Garbodor for your cleanup. So I might even cut the psychic in total, and just use four rainbow rainbow energies. Yeah, because then you're not stuck. Um, 
I know in my Noivern deck, I'm running like 10 Darkness, 4 Rainbow. Um, and if you really want the spice with Noivern, it's Devoured Field, okay? So you're doing 10 more damage with your attacks, which coincidentally puts your 50 damage at 60 damage, so you're knocking out basic, um, 60 HP basics. Um, there's a little spice for you. Um, <laughs> obviously, you're going to turn Shauna into Cynthia. I don't think you would leave that, that as it is. Um, and otherwise, that's the kind of spice I would sprinkle on this deck. Yeah, it's a pretty solid deck. Uh, I really like, uh, I disagree with you, Gator. The energies is the only thing that seems kind of off. Um, and uh, But overall, I like the idea. We, he was speaking, I don't know if you uh, listened to the last episode. Uh, we were talking about Noivern GX. We were talking about the um, uh, Leo. Uh, what's uh, oof, the evolution of um, uh, the electric cat? Luxio, but the pre-evolution, the one in the middle. Oh yeah, Luxio. It's the it's Luxio because your Luxray is your uh... Luxray is the final evolution. So Luxio, which has for one energy thirty damage, basically is Quaking Punch. Yep. And I was saying that this is amazing. It's a great card. I mean, it's, it, it it for one energy stage one, it will deal thirty damage and, and item lock your opponent and only give out one prize if it's knocked out. Uh, and of course we're started talking about Noivern GX and I'm like, yeah, but it's a dragon and you know, I, I prefer electrics. You can get the super effective away and well, you can play it with Luxray and pair it with the Celebi and be able Mm -hmm. to use timeless recall and exactly. But anyway, moving on to the next one. Thank you most for your email. Moving on to the last one. I'll take this one. It's come from none other than the real EV. What's up? My, uh, wait, did I read the last one? Oh yeah, I did. It's your turn. <laughs> no, no, my turn. Okay. Yeah. No, it's my turn. It's okay. real EV. What's up, my favorite Pokemon? My favorite TCG crew. Wanted to drop off a deck for a chance at deck of the episode again. This is my Slazzle Poison deck. Mind you, I've made some edits to this, but this is the basic structure of it. So we got four Slandit, one Shining Celebi, two Saviper, one Tapu Lele GX, two Trubbish um, from Breakpoint, one Trubbish from Guardians Rising. Three Garbodors from Guardians Rising, and then one of the trash. Uh, that's three Trash Lance, one tar- Garbotoxin Garb, um, one Salazzle promo, and two Salazzle from uh, Crimson Invasion. Yeah, that's the one that that uh, poisons and burns. Yeah. Uh, well, no. No, um, that's a the, no, that's a psychic one, right? Uh, there's one of them that does the damage. Anyway, yeah. um, We've got the trainer cards. We've got two Poison Barb, four and two Lily, two Enhanced Hammer, two Rescue Stretcher, two Sycamore, two Evo Soda, four Ultra Ball, three Bridget, two Guzma, three Crushing Hammer, two Professor Kukui, and 12 Psychic Energy. Funny. I actually uh, played against this deck. Oh, wait, the deck continues. Continue on, so I finished the email. Um, I guess you can kind of see this is a Poison Denial deck. Where the main attacker is Salazzle. I will include images of the cards that I'm using, like the Salazzle, because I don't think a lot of people know what this one does. But I hope you like it and have fun talking about it. Thanks. The real EV. Yes. Well, I'm going to look up the Salazzle card right now. Yeah, please do to confirm. But I I, I actually uh, had the battle <laughs> against the real EV on Monday against this deck. And it took me by surprise. I ended up winning if my me- uh, memory uh, serves me right. I think it was the only The Crimson Invasion that. one does, for one psychic energy... Severe poison. The opponent's active Pokemon is now mm-hmm. poison. Put four damage counters instead of one on that Pokemon between turns. Yep. So, so the concept is poison. Let it burn. Um, same thing we're saying about poison. Go going on. Gooseman's around. 
and, and that, I, I don't remember how much of that very well, but I believe it. something saved me must have been the Guzmas because that's the problem with Poison, it needs to stick around. Um, what would I change? Um, honestly, I would add more Tapu Leles. Um, I do not know why you have three Trubbish and four Garbordors. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, three Trubbishes and uh, four Garbordors. I don't think it's uh, really that necessary. I would definitely jump. I, th- I think that's fine. It's fine. Um, if he's worried about... Well, it's it's fine if you're doing a 2-2 line. I don't think it's fine if it's a 3-1 line. Yeah. At a 2-2 line, that means you're basically ho- making sure one of them isn't prized. Okay. Um, that's be the only time I would run that as a 3-2-2. Um, is just making sure one of them isn't prized. But otherwise, no, I would not do that. Plus, he's running two mm-hmm. rescue stretchers, so he'd be able to recover them if necessary. Exactly. Uh, I think that's just one card too much. Um, um, and one of the, them, at least. the trick with the signing Celebi is that the Slandit from Guardians Rising does, for a DCE, if your opponent's active Pokemon is poison, this attack does 40 more damage. It does a base of 20, so you're doing 60 damage for a DCE if the opponent is poisoned. Um, so that's the whole idea with the Shining Celebi. Um, what do you I think, think Peter? I think this deck has merit, um, but I don't think it hits numbers strong enough, and I don't think you put enough pressure with the poison to burn through enough items to bring out garb and start cleaning up with it um i am not in love with the idea i just think it's i like poison as a concept i just think it's really really underpowered and standard right now and there's not a lot of support for it and i just don't think it is it's gonna win you as much because it still struggles you're not doing as much damage I definitely agree. Now, it's time to decide which one of these is to deck up the episode. So let's go ahead and judge. Gator, what was your favorite deck? Um, I liked the originality with the Rhyperior Mill. I did too. I did too. Um, although I got to say the Northern one was close second, uh, tie, almost tied. But yeah, I do enjoy the Rhyperion one because Mill's something we don't cover around. And Rhyperion is an interesting card that I would like to see play more. So I, I will have to agree with you. So there you have it, Sukio. You have one deck of the episode. As you guys know, the deck will be uh, posted on the description of this podcast as well in Reddit. So you guys can go on Reddit, see there, and discuss uh, and tell Sukiyo's your opinions and how you guys might suggest changes to it or if you guys want to try it themselves. Now, with that marks the end of the episode. We unfortunately don't have Pokemon 15 questions because I can't stump just Gator. <laughs> So, we're going to go ahead and end. You guys know how it is. Um, If you guys love what you hear, please go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast or Puckle TCG for a group. Um, Go to our Reddit, uh, the Reddit, which is r slash Puckle. Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. Make sure you review us on iTunes if you want us to keep up to date with all these monthly shows because every time you like us on fa- uh, on iTunes, more uh, rate us on iTunes, more people can see uh, our content and be able to enjoy our program. Now, if you want to help support Puckle and make it a better community, you know that you can donate whatever you have either directly on our website or you can be a Patreon at patreon.com. 
uh, end it, put whatever you do, even if it's the dollar, it goes back to you guys because we use that money just exclusively for the community and to improve the quality of our shows. Um, last but certainly, certainly not least, if you want to continue discussions, if you like everything we talked about, go to our Discord channels. The link, as always, will be in our description file. Or if you go to PacoPacoPac.com, you can find it there as well. Um, join us there. We do everything. Like Gator said, the uh, Poco TCG will be uh, tournament will be through Discord. So join us in Discord, uh, and you will always find someone to talk about Pokemon almost twenty four hours a day. So uh, it's a strong community. It's a great community, and we really appreciate every single one of you since you guys are what makes Puckle Puckle. Gator, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show. Okay, guys, I got a secret. Oh, All right, if you go in your browser and type in thepokemonpodcast.com, you should see what comes up. Oh, it's yes. pretty great. We, we made the, a, a new purchase. T-H-E... P-O-K-E-M-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot C-O-M. The Pokemon Podcast dot com. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and as always, if you guys need anything, if you need any help with building your deck, if you need a deck idea, um, go ahead and hit us up on the, fa- the Facebook group. That's where I'm most active. Um, post your deck list. We'll critique them. That's, if, you, if you didn't feel like you got uh, the right kind of deck list help from the audio side of things, because I know things are hard to keep up with, guys. Um, if you go to the Puckle TCG group and post deck lists and ask for help, you will very much get the help you need. Yes. Um, that is my spiel on things. <laughs> if you guys need anything else, um, you can feel free to call me at Thatch's number, which I'm going to give you guys out on the air right now. Oh, wait. Oh, oh no. Oh, 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 sorry, Jushiro. I, I got to go. Okay. No problem. Have a great day, everyone. Um, and uh, see you on the flip flop. You can hear the guitar playing in the background. So that is
Hey, hey, for you loyal listeners that stayed after closing time, we had a nice surprise. So we thought, you know what? Why not give him a Pokemon of uh, 15 questions? But this time, since it's just Gator here. Hey, Gator. Hey, guys. I'm back. We're go- He's back, and we're going to do a Pokemon 10 questions with just Gator trying to figure out one of the original 151 Pokemon. So, you know the rules, uh, Gator. No web browsers, no Pokedexes, no nothing. No questions about generations, which in this case would be completely ridiculous. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, all in-game Question. So I have my Pokemon. Ask away on your first question. All right. Is this Pokemon part of an evolutionary line? It is. Okay. Now I want to clarify. That's what we're only staying in 151, right? We're not doing yes. like okay. It's not like oh, Munchlax is a part of Snorlax. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No 151. Okay. Um, is this Pokemon? A normal type. It is not. Ooh, that eliminates a lot of them. All right. Um, hmm. Let me think here. Is this Pokemon the basic of the evolutionary line? It is. Okay. That's three questions. All right. Is this Pokemon a dual type? It is. Hmm. What could it be? Hmm. So it's a dual type. It's part of three-stage evolution. It is not a normal type. Hmm. So that eliminates the Pidgey line. Um, that eliminates... Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good question. Um... Did I ask if I said evolutionary line? I didn't say three stage. Is this a part of a three stage evolutionary line? It is. That's question number five. Okay, so it's three stages. Hmm. Let's see here. What else do we have? We got the Nidorans, but Nidoran is a basically just a poison type at the beginning. All right. What else do we got? We got Oddish Gloom and Vile Plume. Hmm. Let's see. There was a lot of grass three stage lines in the first game but there's yeah i think that's where we'll go is this one of this pokemon's types a grass type it is that's question number six okay that's question number six so what do we have guys we have as part of a three-stage line we have the bell sprout line we have the oddish line um we have the bulbasaur line Ooh, is Jushiro being tricky and giving me a Bulbasaur? <laughs> um, I don't know. Hmm, tricky, tricky, right? Uh, let's see here. Um, I think all of those grass type are poison type as well, so that's not going to help me if I ask that. So let's see here. What else is the difference? Well, Oddish is green, <laughs> and Bulbasaur is green. So if I ask, is this Pokemon green? Uh, the majority of the Pokemon green. Uh, no. No. Um, okay, so that makes me think that it's... Well, I guess Oddish is blue. Huh. Because it's got the green top, but that's that was a wasted question. That was question seven, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's question seven. We have two questions left. Oh, wait, three questions left. There's three questions left. Um, 
If this Pokemon heard a bell ringing, would it feel any affiliation with it? <laughs> what Pokedex can I find at? <laughs> it wouldn't be a Pokedex, so, so much as like a kindred spirit in the name. You know, awesome. you know how you hear, like, like if you if you heard somebody was named, you know, Miguel, you'd be like, oh, I feel a kindred spirit with him. <laughs> somewhat, yes, somewhat, somewhat. Okay. Um, question number eight. See. Okay. Um, hmm. Ooh. Is this Pokemon... Um, I can't ask about Pokedex numbers. Nope. <laughs> Does this Pokemon come after the... Nope, not related to Pokedex. Ah! <laughs> ah, that's terrible. What are the okay. rules? That is the Dude. rules. <laughs> okay. Um, I gotta eliminate something here. Um, so it's what? not green. So it's not Bulbasaur. So it is either Oddish or Bellsprout. All right. Um, okay. We gotta confirm that it's Bellsprout because that's what I'm thinking. Um, does this Pokemon hear the call of victory in its future? It does this indeed. <laughs> All right, so that was number nine. Number ten. Yeah. Is this Pokemon Bellsprout? It is Bellsprout. Yes. <laughs> yes. Congratulations, man. Uh, I was I, I was thinking that you might gotten that uh, faster, but but actually, um, it was tough for one yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky because you don't have somebody to remind you of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, there you go, guys. As a bonus, a little tidbit for you guys. Uh, again. Uh, until next time, our next episode will be uh, in March, I believe, already. No, March it's still 1st. February. We got, a, we got another February one. We got one? Okay. Yeah, because today's so, the 14th, so the next one will be... Oh, I guess you're right. Oh, it's yeah, March it is 1st. March 1st, yeah. So see you on March. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.